a while back, as somebody who was mildly stuck, as a mild because it was more threats to stock than actual stock, but the effect is the same. It makes you paranoid. And it's more annoying than anything. As the years wore on, they slowed down and eventually got bored. They left me alone. It's humbling in a bizarre way when somebody obsessed with you fails completely on it. Anyway, jump ahead a couple presidential terms. I'm working on a new job writing on an animated show. Our main character is voiced by actor Tawny Newsom. Tawny's hilarious and does what great actors do. They make your script better than it was on paper. We ran in the same circles for a long time, but we never hung out that much, so we finally went out to get a cup of coffee. As we were leaving, I turned pale white because I saw my stock getting in their car. So I told Tawny, hey, you're not going to believe this, but that person used to stalk me. And Tawny just looked at me and said, okay, cool. What do we do? Should we run? Should we start some shit? My old stalker didn't see me, got in their car and drove away. But I knew that Tawny and I would be friends from then on. Tawny's so charming, she was able to parlay this voiceover job into being the host of the official Star Trek podcast, as well as writing for an upcoming Star Trek show. In addition to hosting her own podcast, Yo! Is This Racist? I'm pumped to have her on the show. We'll be back with Tawny in a minute. And that was Firefighter. So... Mm. There's a sad, I guess like straight up, I I came over and I was like, what kind of movies do you like? What do you want to watch? And you brought up Whoopi. Yeah. And of course I don't have any Whoopi movies. Why, why wouldn't you have any Whoopi movies? Because they're too good. You, oh, so you, they intimidate you. Well, I, you know, they're kind of, they're a little mainstream. They're huge hits. Most of my movies are like freaky fine. Okay. So I brought up, I was like, well, have you ever heard of Ruth Bullock? And I was like, no. No, fuck no. And what frequently happens on this show is, you know, here's an example. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, doesn't it feel like every, if you were in Second City in like the 70s, you just became a movie star? Yes. And then when we came around, like that was like, it's, that's long gone. I was like, yeah, well, people already blaze that trail and it's yeah. gone and, and it doesn't now they're exist like, do you want to do a prank karaoke show on quibi <laughs> that's what we get now and and so but people do try to replicate these pathways so everybody was sure whoopee is a phenomenon like yeah so firefighter came out in 1993 firefight her came out in 1993 right on the heels of sister act which mm-hmm. colossal smash hit, hit. And everybody wanted a piece of that. Everybody wanted their whoopee. So, so sure enough, they were like, how can we find another whoopee? What was her path? They found a woman who was doing a one-person show. She had a darker background than whoopee's background. Because whoopee was like a heroin addict for a little while. See, I don't Uh, even know this. But she, yeah, she had like a drug past. She had a drug problem in, in high school. Yeah. That she overcame. Right. And then did this one woman show 
It got turned into a Broadway show. Are you talking about Ruby now? Yeah, a Whoopi. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, Ruth, she did this one-person show, and people were like, this is the next Whoopi. Right. But she never cleaned up her act like Whoopi did. Well, isn't that because wasn't she doing someone else's one-person show first? Yes. She started by doing her roommate's one-person show. That's what I read. Yes. I mean, you're the expert, but when I read the Wikipedia, I was like, that's fucking wild. So she kind of like identity thefted her roommate, but for art. Yeah. She basically started telling her. And the fucking crazy part is her story is really interesting. Yeah. But like, I mean, she's this heroin addict who's trying to do. Law, was it? Well, she represented herself when the uh, when she was charged with stuff. Yeah. So like all the and she was so entertaining when she represented herself. People were like, "You should be an actor." Yeah. She started doing more stuff, but she thought she had to like fictionalize it, and so she started doing like her roommates' plays and shit. Right, and it was like you need to just embrace what's weird and funny about you. So they had a big like protracted battle over the shit. Yeah, and she's a little bit. Uh, Whoopi became a family friendly in the 90s. Like she became family entertainment and Ruth never did. No, she kept the edge. She kept the edge and the smut for sure. The thing about Whoopi that I always loved, okay, Whoopi is the reason why I'm in comedy because of the movie Jumpin' Jack Flash. Mm. It's it's because I love a movie where a, a woman is not supposed to be there. Yes. That's the genre of just like, don't don't put her there. She's wrong for this. And there was a there's a ton, and that was like kind of Whoopi's thing. And it wasn't just Whoopi. There was it's a, it's kind of a comedy trope of yes, like fish out of water. Yep. Um, and Whoopi did it with like the associate. She's like pretending yep. to be this um this corporate corporate white dude. Yep. <laughs> which is which is kind of her Mrs. Doubtfire. It kind of is a reverse race reverse racially tinged Mrs. Doubtfire. You're right. (laughs) And Jumpin' Jack Flash is just like, her computer is talking to her and she has to like become a spy, but really she's just a lady who works in a bank. Yeah, she's a lady with a lot of personality. A ton of personality. Which is sort of, what was, there was a Martin Lawrence movie called Blue Streak where he's pretending to be a cop. I don't know this. Um, There's, there was sort of a late 90s trend of, that went even deeper. Yep. Um, of I'm not really this. And firefighter is basically, Ruth becomes a firefighter through a, a bunch of different circumstances. And not just a firefighter, the chief. She becomes in charge of the fire station, which is a male-dominated world. And she's a lady and she's she's black. She's in this small white Pennsylvania town. She, I guess we can get right into it. But yeah. we got we to gotta talk about the elephant in the room. Ruth is on a list of very sad actors that we haven't covered on oh, this yeah. show before of, hey, you'll figure it out once I name some names, Heath Ledger, yeah, Dr. Pisarium's Emporium, whatever the fuck his movie he was shooting. That Oh, did he die during yeah. the filming of that? Yeah. I didn't know that. And then they replaced that. him with like, like three other actors. Oof. Um, and then there's uh, well, the Crow, of course, Brandon Lee. Yeah. So Ruth... Unfortunately, and when you look on the history of a lot of these movies, there's a lot of dark stories there. A lot of ODs, a lot of, um, I mean, fuck the 80s, the AIDS epidemic. I mean, there's a lot of suicides. And so, unfortunately, they didn't finish this movie with her. Yeah, it should have been her. It should have made her a whoopee. And I know what people are probably At least a poor person's whoopee. There's room for for more. Yeah, it could have been a diet whoopee for sure. 
I, you know, I know what a lot of people are thinking. Firefight her. You know, there was a lot of special effects, a lot of practical effects with the fire. The wild thing is Ruth did not die in a fire. Like, that's what everyone's thinking. Mm. She drowned from one of the fire hoses. Yeah. Which is so ironic. Yeah. It's fucked up. Because how do you drown? Like, if a fire hose is pointed at you, my first thought, and I'm, I'm not like a genius, my first thought is step to the right or left. Mm-hmm. Well, she was using, you know, like, and, and it slowed her down. And there's something about, I heard that she was, they played a lot of pranks on that set. And so she was mid-laugh yes. when they turned that fire hose on. And if your mouth is wide open, cackling at something, your eyes are closed, you don't have a lot of time to react yeah. when that water hits you. And she's, a, she's like this big, brassy, like a lot older than Whoopi. When, oh, yeah. Yeah, and so she's kind of... A good 30, 40 years. Always, always a red flag when somebody's like real into pranks on set. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's always always a, a trouble they're sign. They're a psychopath, yeah. yeah. That they're nuts. yeah. And so, like, yeah, if they're keeping it loose, they're having fun. And who knows, like, the stuff you hear about the Crow set where everybody's doing coke and shit, who knows what the fuck was going on. And, yes, I'm glad you brought it up. There's a lot of, like, urban legends that she died in the fire and stuff. Because the explosives in this movie, out of control, fucking crazy. For a comedy like this. Yeah, it was like backdraft, eat your heart out. It was absolutely insane. It was like a Michael Bay comedy because i think you they just got some this is a low budget movie they got some fly-by-night fucking arsonist to do this stuff which involves arson so i didn't tell you as we were watching i knew that she died making this but i wanted to see what your reaction to the story was because she filmed most of the movie and then when it gets to the end you were like where the fuck is her character's name is ruby you're like, where the fuck is Ruby? Like, why yeah. do they keep doing these back-of-the-head shots? Right. So, and, like, this poor guy who plays the, the, the actual chief, like, he has to do... His, his role in the movie completely changes because he becomes this guy who just has to kind of explain what happens at the end. The, um, the director is this guy, Lester Mayfield. He was known for doing kind of uh, low-budget low comedy du jour, so... Did he do Puppet Dick? He did do Puppet Dick. I fucking knew it. And it's not as dirty as you think. It's like no. a puppet detective. I mean, it is another like raunchy comedy. But yeah. it's this guy, he's like a puppeteer and he, like he gets fucked up and like starts to think his puppet is helping him solve these crimes. Yeah, and, like, but it was actually about like a, a deep, a psychotic break. But he did think the puppet was like... Help giving him all the clues to all these cold cases. He does the voice of the puppet and yeah. he goes to these cases and he he like has to talk through the through puppet, the puppet. But he doesn't want people to know. So they're like, who are you talking? Why is your voice changing like that? Yeah. And he's um, like talking to the victim's families. It's really kind of crass and tasteless. Well, the other but- shit is the the crimes are crazy. They're like murder yeah. rapes and stuff. Yeah. And they have this like, and it's played like this puppet is gonna like for laughs a little bit. It's not played like some psycho melodrama. Oh, no, no, no. And this isn't like all creepy thriller. No, it's no, like a jokey... It's like, like it Drop like, Dead Fred. Yeah. Speaking of Mrs. Doubtfire and the Associate, he did uh, Mrs. Mustache, Mr. Lipstick, which is super fucking confusing because it's it's got... He tried to up it. He tried to up the gender right. swap. So it's about this woman who pretends to be a man to get her son into a very prestigious military academy. Because, like, the father has to go, and, like, yeah. he doesn't have a father, and it's fucked up, and he's not going to be able to get in. 
Um, but then she gets pulled into, like she poses as this tough military personnel and then they want her to go undercover as a woman. And what I wish they would have done, I wish they would have had the bravery to peel back some of the layers and go, okay, now she's pretending to be a woman and just show this woman as a woman. Instead, they yes. pile the prosthetics on she, top yes. of the, prosthetics. Uh, yes, I'm glad you brought it up. Five feet wide. You would think like, okay, now she's supposed to play a woman. Right, She'll just, just take the man suit exactly, off and, and be, be like, her old person. And, yes, and, no. and they'll be like, hey, you look pretty good in that. You'd think they would play that for laughs. They right. put another layer of rubber and foam and shit on her. Mask on mask and on mask. you know... Lester was probably pissed because, like, Ruby, Ruth Bullock would have crushed at that. So it starts in in Philly. So it's like a Pennsylvania-based movie. Um, and it's kind of like she starts in the city. She winds up in uh, the country. And she's it's, – it's a fun intro to Ruby where she's running Ruby's bar. And it's this – she's seen everything, every kind of drunk – they're, they've like there's been women yep. g- giving birth in there, and yep. she's hauling big kegs of beer in. And guess what? That's a little bit like firefighting work. Kind of. Because later yeah. she uses those skills to like b- to pass the firefighting test yep. later on. My favorite is the scene where she's missing the what's the what's the thing you put in the keg to tap the keg? Is it just called mm-hmm. a tap? It's a tap. Okay. Well, so she's missing the tap, right? And she has to like improvise and find something to tap. And then they call that back later when mm. she can't get the fire hydrant open. Yeah. That's like beautiful storytelling. Yeah. I, I think we should talk about the writer, Eric Bloom, who um, he wrote a, he, he did mostly comedies. Yeah. He wrote a movie called A Plagergeist oh. about, have you seen that? It's, it's yeah. where, um, a woman is being haunted by this kind of like crass and perverted ghost. Yeah. And then she starts writing down what the ghost tells her and it becomes a hit erotic novel. And then the ghost is like, hey, I got way more stories where that came from. And so they strike up like a little partnership. Yeah. But then the ghost is like, look, she's like, I'm going to take 50%. And then the ghost is like, why are you? Well, or no, the big- ghost wanted 50%. And she's like, you can't spend money. Yes. You're a ghost. And, and this is a, a huge problem with the movie and probably why a lot of people haven't seen it because a huge chunk of it is negotiations. Yeah. And you're like, this is, this fucking sucks. We're There's like, they so get much agents involved. Like, yeah. And it gets like really into the business of publishing. I know the ghost talked so much about how he was like, not only do I have an agent and a lawyer, like he kept talking about the splits in a way that I was like, this is so in the weeds. Who's watching this? Yeah. It seemed like the writer was just like upset about some about, deal. Yeah. It seemed like Eric was upset about his agent, frankly. Oh Yeah. And he was just working out his demons on the page here. I still enjoyed it, though, because at the time I did think I was going to go into entertainment law. So I learned a lot. Did you uh, did you think about going to law school? Um, briefly. Yeah, I think my dad once told me that I was really good at arguing. So he was like, you should be a lawyer. And I was like, great. Let me just let me have that as a backup plan. But you can't oh, really. What a great backhanded compliment of like, you argue like crazy. Stop doing this acting bullshit. Oh, I'm full of, yeah, because we were fully in like a fight. And then instead of my dad like dealing with the emotional situation at hand, he's like, you know what you should do? Go be a lawyer. And I'm like, the way you're twisting my words around. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what you should do? Be a professional, I don't know, uh, distractor. And (laughs) so some drunk comes in and he's a firefighter in Philly and he's all stressed out. And he's like, you know, I was supposed to be. I was going to transfer to this small town 
but fuck it. I'm going to leave the country. I've had enough fighting fires and I've had enough bullshit. So he's like going to like a Buddhist monastery. Well, because he, he had a tragedy, which I think that was a beautiful way for them to create this inciting incident. You know, this guy had seen 10 dogs die at once in a, in a blaze and he couldn't save them. Yeah. And that'll fuck with you. So he's and, giving it up. Yeah. It's a little jarring that they just throw this like horror story about a, a fire at the- It was like pet groomer. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sad. I'm glad they didn't show it, but they did describe it in such grisly details that I, I didn't think it was- But necessary. also you get kind of like Ruby is like everybody's shoulder to cry on a little bit. Yes. Like this is where you go. Yeah. And, also, and, and you bank it away because like <laughs> she uses it later. Then there's some scumbag at the bar who's hassling one of the waitresses at Ruby's. And it's a happening place. It's like the place everybody goes to. They have a stage. Yep. There's like shows and shit. Yeah. And, and this is like 1993. So they're just playing like just John Cougar Mellencamp hits like back to back. Yeah. It is not the kind of music you think anyone there would listen to. So this guy's harassing this waiter or mm -hmm. this waitress. And she's like, Ruby's like, not in my bar. But other people are like, well, do you know who that is? It's Mickey Caps. Yeah. He Mickey run, Caps was yeah. huge. He runs this town, uh, mafia-esque figure. Yeah. I mean, he, he controls the cops. And she's yeah. like, well, like, And it's care. weird that she doesn't know that because mm. she's a fixture of the community as, as, as well, we've established. But yeah. she, for some reason, had a blind spot about Mickey, 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 what's his name? Mickey Caps. Mickey Caps. So- she pants as Mickey Caps. Yeah, she yanks down pants and undies. Pants and undies, and like the whole place laughs at his dick. Which I'm also and like, that's such a one fell swoop to get pants and undies, to know, to have the confidence to know he doesn't have a belt on, to know what kind of undies, to know where to grab. I'm like, she's done this before. This, this is not a first time offender. Yeah, it also just doesn't seem like the right kind of revenge. To no. like, like, see, she, he's basically sexually harassing somebody. He's like, I know how to stop this. Let's get his dick out. Yeah, it's not a good like eye for an eye type. You know, he grabs a waitress. She makes a room full of people laugh at his dick and balls. It seems rude. So, so he of course vows revenge. Yeah, and he gets it. He blows up her fucking bar. And we talked about it before. I mean. They really blow the shit out of this place. I was shocked. Have you seen um, The Rock lately? I mean, probably like within the last decade. Oh my God. I watched it last year and I watched it a month ago. It is one of my favorite movies. I like when they reveal the tombstone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wait, you mean Sean Connery's like wife or whatever? It's it's um it's Ed um Ed Harris Ed Harris's wife. Oh, and yes. and it yes, says yes, yes. It, it says his wife yes. like as he's talking to <laughs> to it. it literally says it like tells you who she is. Yeah, it says like uh, what's his name General blah blah's yeah. wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> General's wife, General's beloved wife. It doesn't even say her name. You're so right. Um, but so I was gonna say the end of the rock. When Nicolas Cage has the two green flares, but it's like too mm -hmm. late and the jet... Sorry, I'm spoiling The Rock for you guys, but who cares? This is a spoiler. I mean, we've established... This is all spoilers, This is right? all spoilers because, like, I don't want people... people like, they're not going to find Firefight Her. No. It's very it's been, fucking hard to find. It was... So I was just going to say that at the end of The Rock, when Nicolas Cage is like, just finally gets the flares out, but the uh, guy in the jet is like, I already dropped him. I already dropped him. And the bombs hit... That huge explosion that like sends Nicolas Cage into the water, mm. that's what they did for the first explosion of this movie. Yeah. For her building that she lived in. It was crazy. And 
of course, Mickey Caps owns the cops, so they're yep. trying to blame her Ruby for, for they think she's doing some sort of like insurance scam. And yep. so she skips town and guess what she remembers? Oh, oh Fairlawn. Yeah, Fairlawn, that guy was gonna go. He was gonna be the he fire chief. Go. And, so, like, and she, he had yeah. dropped the hint that he hadn't even like told them he wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. He was literally just like, I didn't even let him know. I'm just skipping town. So she knew yeah. that no one was gonna be expecting and his name's Leslie. Yeah. And everybody's so like, like yeah, so so she gets there and it's like, You're Leslie. You're Leslie. Right. Cause no one had ever seen a picture of this guy. It's pre-digital age. No one had looked him up on mm. the internet. So they don't know that. I it's mean, a, that's kind a of white what's guy. killed this genre. A hundred percent. The that, woman who's not supposed to be their genre? Yes. You can't do it anymore. Because of Facebook. Yeah. Thanks, fucking Fa- Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, Zuckerberg. You fucking <laughs> you you social us. network. That's us. the only bad thing you've ever done, Zuckerberg. Yeah, you're gravy otherwise, but you fully social networked us. You're a good dude. Let's genre. Get- <laughs> we love you. Hey, Thank you're you. You're a great dude. You fucking made a, a lot of connections here. But you fucked us there, man. Yeah, we can't have more films like this anymore. Because people would just look it up. They'd just be like, who's yeah. Um, Leslie, what was his last name? Uh, Leslie Mc- Queen. Leslie Queen. Who's Leslie Queen? Right? Is that going to be a big white guy with a big bushy mustache? Or is it going to be this knockoff Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> so when this she- 60-year-old Whoopi Goldberg in 1993. So when she shows up, and I mean, I got to say the costuming in this movie, every scene to have a different Hawaiian shirt and shorts set yeah. But it was really intricate because the shirt and pants would always be mismatched. But then if you watch the film, she's wearing the shorts from one, but the shirt from another. Like they actually mismatched. Like she had sets of them. Mm-hmm. They and just that's mitched what, around. What's, you know, there are little things like that in Firefighter. I every viewing, you pick up a new treat. The And it's like Pennsylvania Dutch country. And yes. so it's, there's like, there's Amish around and stuff. And yeah. She stands out like a sore thumb. I, I don't is know that why that, that phrase. I know, yeah, but why is it? Why does a sore thumb stand out? Because only the person holding the thumb knows it's sore. Yeah. Oh my. Uh, hey, are you giving me the thumbs up or you got a sore thumb? Yeah. Like if I look at you, I don't know what on you hurts. Oh, you can't see my gout. No, I can't tell what is painful. Like nothing stands out about yeah. someone's pain. But anyway, yeah. So she's wearing bright colors. She looks wild. She shows up in this Dutch town. And she just starts wandering the dirt roads looking for the um, fire station. So one cool thing is like you kind of deal with small town life. It's not like they're not doing crazy fires and stuff. You're just dealing with the day-to-day kind of boring monotony of like living in a a a fire station. And they're not used to having women around. So like they have to make arrangements. And like there are people who there's this guy, George, who's like, the guy who's suspicious about her and like um kind of mildly misogynistic and racist and being and like like you don't belong like like you uh, this doesn't seem right you said you have and he lists all the credentials right. that uh that Leslie Queen, Queen is had, supposed to yeah. have you know what my favorite thing about George was this is such a small thing he spelled his name G E O R Y E and I, and I don't know why it was just when you finally saw it written out when they were like, who's on mm. chili duty this week? You just saw it. it was just a why. And I just love that weird little touch. That was like how it used to be how you identify like a villain a little bit. Oh, of like, really? They got to spell their name a little bit fucking off. Oh, this was like a, a nominal goatee. <laughs> Is nominal the word I want? 
Um, Proto, proto goatee. I don't mean proto. I guess I meant the word for like name, like like mononymous. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. No, I get it. Okay. I don't have the solution for you. I don't either. But George the, with a Y. Speaking and- of chili, I guess we should just go through like the fun, the fun shit. She because yeah. this, this is when it becomes a comedy, yeah. and it's like she changed. This place yeah. sucks. First off. The fire station is a shithole. It's a shambles. It's like money pit. It's like nothing And they're not getting the funding that they need. Everybody's like, nothing happens in this town. Like, why should, and why should be, and she's doing a bad job. She's like, kind of like kicking up. She's trying to wait things out, like for the heat to die down and figure out what she's going to do next. Yep. So So when there's fires and stuff, she's just real blase. She's mm -hmm. like, uh, go. Cause you know, the fire chief is supposed to assign like who goes to fight the fire and for how long they fight it. So she's just giving them like, she's like, I don't know, 30 minutes. And they're like, that's not long enough to fight a fire. Sure. Like about, and then it takes a while before she realizes what they do. Like they yeah. got a kind, because obviously it's f- firefighting is this um, uh, heroic yeah. American uh, heroes. Yeah. Uh, like everybody respects firefighters. So they have to have the moment of like, oh, these guys like do really good work. And she has to have a change of heart. And she sees them like help some people out of an old folks home yeah. that's on fire. And, and they're all like um, lifting up all these old people in. I mean, that's where you realize these actors were not trained as firefighters at no, all. No, not at they're all. They're lifting. They're doing they're the doing equivalent it. of like holding the dog by the ears with these old old people. Yeah, they're just grabbing them real rough, real rough shot. What I loved was that she started to realize that all these bigots and racists in the town, they all started to kind of remind her of her friends in the bar. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. They kind of like coded, because you had like Helen in the bar who was like that sweet old lady and you could tell that they had such a nice Mm -hmm. relationship. And then there was a woman in the town, Helene, who called her every slur she could think of at first, but then- Unexpected, by uh, the way. Unexpected, just like- That's just not in Whoopi movies. No, just a cold bucket of water. It is in some Whoopi movies. Yeah, like, but not this harsh. Where it's it, it, there? No, in a Whoopi movie, you'll just get like a a guy who's like a, a snooty banker, and she like walks in in a sequin dress trying to blend in or something, and he'll be like, "Who's this black bitch?" And you're just like, "Ooh, <laughs> oof, that feels that feels." It's not the n word, but it feels like the n word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what Whoopi it, does. This movie's hard n words, also hard um, hard R n words, also hard slurs that are not about black people. Yeah, for Ruth, which was so weird. R word, R word, S word, every so F word, which I was like, I don't think we've established her orientation. No. Why are we? It was like the, Helene just wanted to grab any slur she could. And I do understand that, like. Ruth Bullock plays Ruby. Her show was really dirty. So like maybe that's like her like influence of like, like let's go all the way with this stuff. But it is still surprising. So when she has a change of heart, she like starts using her superpowers, which are showmanship, um, like organizing, being friendly to the community. So she, and also her bar sold food, so she's, uh, like, she knows food, and she is like, we're going to win the chili cook-off this year. And Yep, the chili cook-off thing was inspired. Also, the fact that she knew, she could eyeball um, how to fill, how much liquid could go in any given vessel. Like, mm-hmm. she could just nail it in one go, and that came from filling all those pints. She's like, I know how we're going to get money. Uh, we're going to do a fireman's cattle uh, calendar. 
<laughs> and so these guys are all, and it gets a little full Monty where it's like, yeah. these guys are all kind of nerdy and like her, that there's, there's sort of this, um, uh, like, dumb puppy dog dude, Daryl, who like believes in her. And she's like, Daryl, you got to show off that body. Yep. And she kind of gets them all loosened up and they're having fun. And she gets pulled into one where they're all lifting her up. Yeah. And the calendar is a fucking hit. Well, cause it's kind of hot. Like they took these actors who looked like absolute reheated leftovers at the start of the movie. Mm. But then once they like trained them how to like pose and they greased Reheated them up. leftovers, by the way, is like all my movies. The, the, That's like this podcast, basically. <laughs> Did you think of that for a name? No, I wish I had. Well, it's, yeah. it's all time. You can go back. Yeah, I might as well change it. We haven't even talked about the love interest in this thing. Because once she starts trying to train them up, you realize that like this whole time, um, that dude, what was his name? Rocky. What, had been like trying to woo her this whole time. He's like, she kind of has a secret admirer a little bit of like, yeah. like or not so secret. He's like doing little things for. Yeah. Um, he killed he killed that chicken for her and left it on the front because it's country. It's, it's like so country, country living a little bit, which yep. is almost non realistic. But like, yeah, he's like, this will make a good stew, and yep. he's almost like can feed them boys <laughs> in the firehouse. And she's like, this is serious. This man's gonna kill yeah, me. Yeah, it's it seems like psycho shit. Where it yeah. seems like voodoo shit. He's leaving like. <laughs> Yeah, there was a little bit of Santeria too. Yeah. That turned in the third act with the Santeria. I was like, what is happening? What? Yeah, what is this guy thinking? And so he's like, like, and you're like, okay, this guy's really supporting the firehouse and, and he's like advertising. He's like really proud of her calendar and stuff. Yeah. Um, he kept coming by with a different addition to an insane chess piece tattoo that said, because you remember, they think her name is Leslie Queen. So he has her face. And it says my queen Leslie over and it. And he keeps like, adding oh, to it. Oh no, because it's like that is That's even not my, my name. name. No. Now, of course, the calendar goes the nineties equivalent of viral. Yeah. And who sees it? Mickey Caps. Yep. And he's like, That's where she fucking went. That woman who pantsed me. And he says it in a much worse way. Yeah, he says it with like a grit to his voice that you that tells you he's killed before. Yeah. It's crazy that there's like these like mob connected developers and that was such a telltale like bad guy thing. <laughs> yeah. And and now we're just cool with it. Now we just have to live places. Yeah. So we're just like, well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's it. I guess the people who yeah, it, it does it does seem like we've shifted away from uh really who we should be mad at. The archetype seemed a little bit more correct, like of as far as villains go. And now everybody's a little confused about what they should be. Yeah. Now our villains are like, this man wants to build an island where everyone's genetically modified. And, yeah. every, and we're like, well, what about? It's an island not near any, it's not near China. It's um somewhere. Right. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's no bad guy. It's like always like an, and he's got um, a, a computer that's bad. So all hell, like, like her whole fucking plan falls apart. And then uh, Chief Rourke shows up. Uh -oh. This is uh, uh, Elliot Flynn. And he, this guy always plays sort of a an authority figure. Now, I know for the women listening or for the people who like yeah. men listening, everyone had a crush on Elliot Flynn. Everyone. There was something. He's like to a chiseled, um, but like a kind of kindly patriarchal. Yeah. 
Um, but he also, do you, do you notice, and I don't know if this was from his um, equestrian accident a long time ago, but he always walked in figure eights a little bit. So or like Tony's referring to like he, he had a lot of cowboy roles back in the day. Yeah. And yeah, he fell off a horse and it was his fault. Like he, yeah. he takes like the, 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 the fault for it. Well, he was drinking a fucking smoothie on a horse. And yeah. the one thing you don't do is you don't you don't eat or drink on a horse because if you drop any piece of it, that's a confusing texture to hit. Imagine smoothie just hits the back of your neck and you don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that horse threw him three times in one day. Yeah. And a lot of people blamed him for getting back on that same horse that had thrown him twice. But I kind of respected it. I do too. Because most people would give up and, and develop a fear of horses. Or get a and, different horse. And honestly, that's an, if you've ever been around somebody who's had a horse problem and is afraid of a horse, they're fucking annoying to be around. Have you ever had a horse problem? Me? I've never had, but I know a shitload of people who have a horse problem. I have had a horse problem. Where you're like afraid of them? No, no, no. I grew up riding horses. Okay. But I had a problem in that I, I would... Oh, I did have a horse problem. What was your horse problem? Um, okay. Interjection. I want to hear yours, but no, no, I asked, go ahead. The, the, I went to Colorado for my aunt's wedding and you know, I'm from fucking Buffalo. So we don't have like horses and shit around. Um, like I grew up in the city and now this is my first time in the West. We go on this horseback riding through like uh, some mountainous path and I'm a kid. I'm a little kid and they give me, her name was old lady. That was my horse. Horse names are yeah. the greatest because their their name on their papers are such fucking shitty amalgamation of puns of like who their sire was and shit. So it's always like Lacey's timekeeping or whatever. <laughs> but then they just call them like a, a pet name, like yeah. old lady. This is old lady. This is our old passive horse who like doesn't want to do this anymore. Let's put the kid on this because she'll like she's half dead and she'll be like an easy horse. And so... This was a bad day for old lady. She went up on her two front hooves. She like, she <gasps> fucking kicked up. Scared, I mean, I stayed on, but it scared the hell out of everybody. So the guy comes over, punches her in the face. I mean, I do know cowboys like that. And then he's like, he's like, don't worry. She don't feel it, none. I mean, he's not <laughs> correct, but I know so many cowboy types like that. That's fucking wild. Their and then sense of how they feel is different. You got to hit them that hard. Otherwise, they don't feel They don't feel respect it. you yeah. if you don't hit them right in the mouth. Did they, um, that does remind me of the time that my mom's horse once bit her really hard on the arm and my mom just turned around and bit the horse back and she never bit her again. So that's country yeah. shit. That's country justice. Um, wait, I have two questions. For you. Mm. One, did the horse act right after she got fucking yeah. rocked? Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Some people you just got to hit. Two, do you know the thing about horse names? No. The briefest tangent. So, uh, like, imagine you get on a horse and they say her paper's name, like her, like, registered name is, like, Money in the Bank. And she, uh -huh. She's called, like, Money in the Bank, but everybody calls her, like, Money or Mimi or whatever because they have, like, a nickname. Her name is Money in the Bank because her mom's name was something like Easy Money and her dad's name was, like, Banking It All Away. And so they combine them to I get like these amounts. I like it, too, when it's something cute like I just described. But they've gotten so Frankenstein and crazy, and they're not even like puns or phrases. Money anymore. in the sea. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be like three goose went to a Confederate store, and you're like, wait, what? Uh, God, that's fucking great. I like that. 
anyway, my horse problem was just that I had a horse, I had a lot of horses and I would ride like uh, rodeo equestrian events. And in rodeo, in Western, you don't wear helmets, you wear cowboy hats. Mm. But when you compete, um, so I would compete in barrels, single stake, and this dumb event called Hurry Scurry, which I only did, did one time. did I not time. know this about you? You knew this about me. I didn't know this extent. You know, have you ever listened to any podcast I've ever been on where somebody asked, they're like, tell us about the fucking horses. <laughs> they never met a black person who's ever seen a horse before. Um, so I would only compete in barrels and single stakes. It was the only thing I was any good at. But I joined. Oh, and so when you compete, you have to wear a helmet. Right. And so when uh, I joined this one competition to do my barrels and my single stake, which me and my horse, because not just you have to be good at it. The horse has to be good at it, too. They also said, well, for this category, you also have to do hurry scurry. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So hurry scurry is like a little horse obstacle course. And there's little teeny jumps and shit. And like in English riding, those horses are trained to do those jumps. Mm -hmm. You're used to, you wear helmets, whatever. And this shit, these Western horses don't know how to do this shit. So you've got this horse jumping over all this shit. And she didn't know what anything was. My horse freaked out jumped way too high over a thing. I fell off. She kept doing the course because she was just like, I guess I'll run around these things. And she fucking ran like over me and kicked me in the head, but I had a helmet on. But if I had just been If you been were doing, doing Western that, style. I was Western style, but I was in a competition. But anyway, so that was my problem is that then anytime I got on a horse after that, I was like, well, I should just be wearing a fucking helmet. Why don't we wear helmets? That's yeah. crazy. Why don't they make some like bullshit cowboy helmets that's all like like hard they try they yeah. look dumb as fuck yeah it's like the when like football players wear the like bags on their head to try yeah. to like pretend like they're not gonna get cte right yeah and then, and then you're like well i want safety but i don't want to look uncool i i mean i get horses are fucking a little scary so the um this guy elliot flynn you might have seen him in uh broken double and he played broken a cop double. He played a cop where he's on the trail of a serial killer who's his twin brother. Oh, right, so right, like, right. He's, it's fucking insane because he's got to like interview all these people and they're like, it was it's you. you. <laughs> and he's like, what did he look no, like? No, it's they're not. Like, it's, it's my brother. Like, like, he knows that's who what it he is, said. But yeah. Because the other thing is the brother, the killer told everybody. He keeps pretending to be a cop. Right. Yeah. And he was like, so a cop's going to come by here later and pretend it's not me. It's me. But I it's just, me. I'm going to be double checking on you to make sure you don't say anything. Exactly. So he really had to earn a lot of people's trust the hard way. What's great, like he knows, he's like, hey, I know Leslie Queen. You ain't Leslie Queen. Oh, you're talking about Elliot Flynn? Oh, right, yeah, Chief Rourke. Yeah, yeah, Chief yeah, Rourke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, so like, so she's fucked, but like the town loves her at this point. Yeah. And then they're, they're like, just fucking take the firefighting test. And yeah. like, we'll let you be, like, you can like be one. Because there's she, that brief, like, yeah. dark night of the soul moment where it's like the town's mad at her for a, se- a second. Because they lied to her and like She's everybody's- like, yeah, you lied to us. Yeah. You earned our trust. We did not like black people in this yeah. town. And you really and convinced then Helene, us otherwise. And who like call, called her out is like, I actually love you. I love and you like, so much. Fully like turns around like, yeah. like a fucking bipolar psycho. Yeah, it was scary. And the, so then the, the, so the town is mad for a brief second. I remember all those kids like taunt her. They get all the kids to like come make fun of her. It was really sad. Yeah. What the- it was like ch- children of the corn type shit of like, yeah. they just bring out these kids who've never been in the movie just to like call her a liar. Yeah. Um, and then there's an event, there's like a, like a toys for tots firefighter event. And mm-hmm. it's not the same without, it, it's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. And then they know they have to win her back. They sort of do a dance off charity event. And they like bring her back on and, mm-hmm. and 
And they, because they, they're behind her at this point, they're mm-hmm. like, she's got to just be our fire chief. She's and then we great. get a little training montage of like her training for the firefighting test. Yeah. And there's a little GI Jane. Yeah. And she's able to do it. And then in the, and, and then sadly, Ruth Bullock passes away. Yeah. During one of the fires, I don't know when the, the hose accident happened. They have this awkward scene where Chief Fork is like, well, you did it. Now you better wear this fire helmet like the rest of the time you're here to prove your accomplishment. So they get a body double with this giant fire helmet on. And so it's like a lot of stuff like back of her head. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have to, then like, because it doesn't really make sense anymore. And the movie really falls off without her. But like they investigate, like since they're all firefighters, they know, they put together like, Oh, she didn't blow up her bar. They exonerate her with right. their firefighting. And like Chief Work like knows because he's like an investigator and that's what he was doing like out of town. But what was wild is because they had a body double but no voice double, like mm-hmm. all of this exposition is happening from other characters' mouths. And so when they're like, you didn't blow up your bar, somebody else is next to her with an arm around her being like, she's so happy you figured that out. She cannot, so, and I'm like, why is everyone speaking for her? It's so weird. It's she like, becomes it's, a mute, and it's like a, it turns into um like a point of view, like where yeah, like we're just seeing through the helmet yeah. as she's walking to, and all you hear is breath, like you just hear her breathing, and they tried to make it kind of cinematic, so I appreciate the big swing, but I'm just know. glad they released it. I mean, they could have, they yeah, could've. they probably shouldn't. Have. You know, to honor her and 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 it's one thing. There's so many sad stories that I come across in a lot of these movies. I like that they they the attempt that these people made. They're they're trying to make art. They're trying to do something to entertain us. Yeah, and you know, you just got to put it out there. You don't want to bury that shit like a Batwoman or something. I guess if it was me, I'm trying to think. Like if I was Ruth and I drowned by fire hose in the middle of my big mainstream movie. Would I want them to release that movie? I don't know. Helene calls for so many slurs. I don't know if I need that to be my like Your legacy. legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would want. Well, I wish Ruth could tell us. I know, but it's good that we have you saying this in case it, in case you ever drowned by a fire hose. Yeah, I'll know not to. I'll I'll like pipe up and be like, well, 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 well. I mean, it depends on what my last work was. Okay, like as of right now, my last on camera job. You can release that. Okay, if I I'll keep you. I'll text you and let you know after I complete a job. Yeah, let me know. If I die, don't let them put that one out. This is a good. This is good for both of us to have. Like, I'll let you know. Yeah, I, I would say the odds are I'm gonna not be cool with it. Not be cool with someone releasing whatever the last yeah. thing you were in was. The next thing you do, you you plan to not be proud of. If I die by fire hose before this episode comes out, I want it released. How about that? Wait, we do a podcast too? Yes. There's a bunch of shit you cannot release if I die by fire hose right now. That's this week's show. Big thank you to Tony Newsom. Give her podcast. Yo, is this racist to listen? And if you're into the Raj tapes... Tell somebody about it. Vandalize your local restroom saying how much you love it. Well, the stream of brake lights is finally letting up. I better turn this off. Until next time, I'll see you on the road. <laughs>